Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello, podcast people! Hello and welcome back to another week of Reasons to Dump Vu. French. I know, you like a little bit of French. You seem to be dropping that in quite frequently now. Yeah, well, you know me, multilingual. Have you been duolingo in it? No, not with French. I learned enough at school to be well and truly on my way. Okay. If I need the Gare Saint-Lazare, <laughs> I know how I find If you it. need to buy a baguette, if or I, if you need to find the swimming pool. Or if I need to know how much something is, I have the simple phrases. <laughs> so, I can't understand we... the responses, but have the simple phrases. Exactly. So it's my week. Oh, no. Yee-ha, as they say in certain southern states. I've been waiting with anticipation. Anticipation. So, I have my clues. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Good. Released in 1992, it made $182 million at the box office. 1992? 1992. I know it's very unlike me to go back to the 80s and 90s. Okay. Early 90s. Made a lot of money. Fair amount. Next. Clue two. Some of the best product placement ever seen in a film occurs in this movie. Uh, I think I know what it is. Shall I guess now or shall I wait for the third clue? No, you've got to wait for the third one. Don't spoil my fun. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Third clue. Set in Aurora, Illinois, it stars Just Want to Party On. I know what this is. Of course you do. It's Wayne's World. It's Wayne's Wayne's World. World. It's party Party time. time. It's excellent. Showing. Oh, yes. We are watching Wayne's fucking world. (laughs) Okay. A little bit of Mike Myers. Love it. A little bit of uh, Dana Carvey. Love it. A little bit of... Tia Carrari. That's the or one. Or however you pronounce it. Love it. That lady. Yep. We are just going to go back and just enjoy. On the day after, the lionesses romped home. Well done, girls. Well, well done. Well done, ladies. Big up. Did what the boys couldn't do, didn't you? Well done. And About if you time. haven't seen them gate crushing the press conference, just Google oh, yeah. that. Because that's sure worth it in itself. Sinead, maybe you could drop that in the show notes. <laughs> um, let's go and watch Wayne's World. Have a bloody good time. Come back and have a chat. Okay. Perfect. All right. We will see you guys shortly. Party on, dude. Party on. And we're back. And we are back. Party on, Sinead. Party on, Brian. Oh, yes. We're back from Aurora, Illinois, by way of Milwaukee. Yes, we are. And wow. What a journey. All the way around the world and back to South London oh, yes. in an hour and 34 minutes. Yep. Yep. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I loved it. You loved it. It was just a great, great film. Oh, well, you don't tell me what I did or didn't like. Come on. That's what I'm here for. That's what a discussion's all about. Come on. Did it stand up to your memory and your love of this film? I'll be honest, I think it was even funnier this time around. Oh, a bit older. my goodness. I think it even had bits I didn't really pick up on when I was younger that I loved. Too young and naive, maybe. Maybe. You you liked this more 
than yeah. in the yeah. early 90s. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, wow. I love every okay. second of it. It's fantastic. What do you mean, oh, wow, okay? What do you mean? For me, this was a total 90s smorgasbord of delight. Yep. But, and there's going to be a but, it peters out towards the end and it really works best as scenes. So like individual scenes stay in your mind when you've seen this film. But as a whole... Go on. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was a lovely reminisce. I I don't think it's held up that brilliantly. I'm just writing. But I did enjoy it. Good for you. But, it, you know, it is. Okay, so it is, for those that don't know, I'm sure everybody does, um, well, originally originated from a Saturday Night Live sketch. Yes. And I just feel that the strongest parts of this film were almost sketch pieces within. I just wanted to put that out there. So I'll do the synopsis, shall I? Shall we go for that? I'd love that. This is the synopsis. You're mad with me already. I am livid. (laughs) I'm not just mad. I'm angry. I would like to just end this podcast. I mean, the whole thing, forever. I thought this episode was going to be, you know, one where we really bonded and probably fell in love all over again. (laughs) Did you? You are wrong, sister. (laughs) Give me a synopsis of Wayne's World. Okay. You have to excuse my eyes. I've been out in the sunshine, in the glaring bright, and now it's very, very dark, and I'm trying to read. So give me a second. (laughs) I'm holding this phone that I've got the synopsis on so far away from my face (laughs) that my mum would be very proud. I think maybe you should perch your glasses on the tip of your nose. And use the other finger on the other (laughs) hand. Um, Here we go. A big screen spin-off of the Saturday Night Live skit Rob Lowe plays a producer that wants to take the public access Wayne's World to the world of commercial television. Wayne, played by Mike Myers, and Garth, Dana Carvey, battle to save their show and Wayne's girlfriend from Lowe. Exactly. There we go. It's a it's a comedic romp. Bad guy versus good guys. Yeah. That's what we're here for. But it's so entwined in the culture. Oh, 100%. I mean, I mean, so entwined in the culture. And and this is one of the things that makes this movie brilliant. Yeah. But also, I don't know how well it would go down with a younger audience today. Would, it would go would, down would brilliantly they, with a younger audience today. But would today? they get half of the gags? Of course they would. What's not to... Jesus Christ. Do you know what, Sinead? That's one of the most intelligent things you've ever said. Not. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, you're right. You were laughing an awful lot at the kind of double entendre, kind of, you know, almost I'm with stupid jokes. Come on. It's got into everything. Everything. It's in the cultural consciousness. I even count us in in the same way that he counts them in. You nod, just like Garth, and I'm counting us in. Yeah, that is true. Well, actually, can we start on that point? Go on then. I've realised I'm Garth. Oh, well, that bodes well. (laughs) I I don't know if that makes you wane. But honestly, about... Half- as in Wayne in general, away from our relationship, as in the verb to Wayne, or as in... <laughs> no, I don't know if that makes you Wayne character. Campbell. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, about sort of 20 minutes in, Garth says, um, it feels like underwear that's constrictive that then becomes a part of you. Yeah. And for some reason, I just thought, I get that. I, I get oh my God. I get where I get where Garth is coming from. No one gets Garth. And then when he went out on Rob Lowe's balcony on the I don't know, twenty third oh, yeah, floor. You, yeah. 
and he, he nervously backed in. I thought, I get, I get you. He spoke to me on a level I never realised before. Yeah. I understand that character. I am Garth. I just, I, I'm, you know, yes, you are. Even Lucky the, you. even the sentence we fear change. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautifully delivered. Come on, look, look at how much. Now there is, there's something in this film. For those of you who haven't watched it, I recommend you do. That I think is so. It was weird watching it this time, right? I looked at it and I thought, oh my god, that's kind of predicted the future. This <laughs> oh, that's a bold statement. Totally predicted the future. I mean, maybe it was already rolling at that point in the US. Look at the modern influencer and look at this film. Okay. Same shit. Elaborate. Some random person on a platform that exists, a public platform, Mm. that everyone gets hooked on. So the commercial element comes in, swoops in, tries to take it over, rinses it, makes it a bit of a naff version of what it was. Mm. It's that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think if that was if that's just been forever. Do you I just, know what I mean? If that's always been happening, I suppose it happens. Well, it on might a have done in the USA, there. but it, I don't know. It just seemed like wow, that's that is predicting the future, and you're looking at me like you don't get it. It's <laughs> making me mad. I get it. I just think doesn't understand popular culture. <laughs> but you know this this was this was a very funny, enjoyable film. But you are trying to make out that it is that it has predicted the future in some way. That's quite a leap. It's just entwined with everything. It's entwined with everything. Look at all the excellent things. First of all, the not thing. Kids were doing that for donkeys. Oh yeah, you're really intelligent. Not. Oh, I think this spawned a lot of culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree with you on that. Yeah. Phrases and. I hadn't heard the word honk for I don't know how long. If you're gonna honk. Oh, as in throw up. Yeah, honk in my car. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. Oh, yeah, definitely. When I was a kid, it's genius. The the one word, so so one of the things that I didn't really find that funny, and I get it, I get it, I get it, I get the joke, but the whole swing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I just kind of thought, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. No, I found it funny at the time. Oh, yeah. But it's just kind of... It seems like the lowest common denominator. And there's a lot of but sort of very su- intelligent gags in this film. But they're supposed to be teenage boys. Well, what do you think teenage boys care about? Well, that, that brings me to another problem I've got. How old are they meant to be? Well, no, I mean... I've <laughs> they look about down. 35. I know. And I have no concept of how old they're supposed to be, but they're clearly teenagers. Well, no, they don't go to school. So they must be in their early 20s, I think. They don't go to school or college. Yet they go onto the street and play street hockey in the car. Exactly. Exactly. No, Sinead, you're trying to turn it into something horrible. Why do you try and ruin everything I love? I am not ruining anything. I'm just saying they are not teenagers. They would be at school and doing stuff if they were teenagers. They don't do teenage things. I'm still busy writing. (laughs) I'm sorry, but no. Look, you are dwelling on things. You're trying to make it dark and dirty and weird (laughs) and horrible and just ruin something that is perfectly brilliant. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. Yes, you are. I heard you laugh time and time again. Yes, Time I... and time again. I did. I did. I found a lot of it very, very, very funny. Good. I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to discuss this with you. I'm not trying to upset you. Oh, I, do, I disagree. I mean, this film is a who's who of 90s people, is it not? That's something positive to well, focus yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you recognise... Alice Cooper, yes, I did. 
Okay, yeah, so we've got Alice Cooper, we've got Meatloaf, we've got Chris Farley, yeah. we've got um, Ed O'Neill, yeah. Ted Bundy, or yeah. Modern Family, depending yeah. on your generation. But did you recognise um, the chap that played... I'm not sure if we got his character name. Mr Big. No, he played Davey, so he was the Channel yeah. 10... Oh, the producer-director The producer-director guy. guy. I recognised him, but I couldn't think of where from. Oh, he, he was very familiar to me and it was bugging me. Go on. The actor's called Mike Haggerty. Yeah. Mr. Trigger in France. Oh, yes. He wasn't the producer. Oh, he was a... He was So the, I was talking about a different guy. You, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. Rob Lowe's producer, You're about the but the public other, the public TV. service one. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Mr. Trigger, yeah. Did you notice that Mr. Big... Yeah. The record producer guy they invited at the yeah, end? Yeah, he came in at the end, yeah. Who was he? Tootie. Tootie? Yeah. Who's Tootie? Paulie's brother in Goodfellas. Oh, my goodness. Ran the cab stand. Dun, 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 dun. Bam, ba, da, bam, bam, ba, da, ba, da. I can't remember oh. every single little minor character from Goodfellas. Minor, ca- minor character? Wow, was he in it a lot? How rude. I mean, broad strokes, Brian. Come broad on. Strokes. He was the one you should know. Genius. No, I think Ray Liotta is probably the one. Or, or De Niro is probably the one. Anyway, we digress. Let me give you some facts about <laughs> this film. Pleasure. I've got some good Karen. facts for you. So in terms of awards, yeah. uh, this was nominated for the MTV Movie Awards in 1992 for Best On Screen Duo. Yeah. And, and they won. Yeah. Uh, they beat Thelma, Thelma and Louise. Good. And uh, good. Macaulay Culkin and Anna Klemski from My Girl. Good. Quite right. Um, and then they were nominated in the American Comedy Awards for Funniest act- Actor in a Motion Picture. They were both. Dana Carvey and Mike Myers were both Which nominated. Neither of them won. Who won? You want to know who won? Well, yeah. Joe Pesci for My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Good Fair film. Play. Good, Good film. film. Good, Good film. film. Um, more facts for you? Yes, please. It was the 10th highest grossing film of 1992. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what was the top? Go for it. Aladdin. Ah, old Prince Ali. In at number three, Home Alone 2. Why did you skip number two? Oh, I'm not giving you the whole rundown. Oh, okay. You've got to go and do a bit of your own work in life, you know. Right. You can't be giving everything on that. <laughs> I've got another reason to dump you. You're flying today. Um, in at number seven, A Few Good Men. It was, you know, 92. It was a good year. It was it a good was year for It was a good year films. for movies. It really was. And I'm sorry, but, you know, you say, oh, this was all sketches. But do you not think the start of this film... The way they introduced the characters and everything with the Bohemian Rhapsody. It's yeah. just perfect. Yeah, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I Absolutely think it's brilliant. Perfect. Yeah. I I can I just clarify? Yeah. I don't think it's just all sketches, but I'm saying the strength of this film is in individual scenes. Well of course. And I think but... it begins brilliantly, and for me personally, it just peters out a little bit towards the end. I mean I'm still angry. <laughs> I can't. I it's don't a know valid it it's a valid statement. I still think it was brilliant. And I still think it was funny. Yeah. But I just I mean, Mr. Withers from the Haunted Amusement Park was in it, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Yeah, what did you think of the three? So they do like three endings. Yeah, I was never a fan of the three endings. Yeah, I don't think it particularly... I think they were just showing that they, they're the three kind of... Well, there's two endings in Hollywood films. They did those and they chucked in a Scooby-Doo one in the middle. I actually like the first ending where it all goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, not right now. She's like, oh, my career's ruined. Everything burns down. I thought that was very funny. Is that how you would have ended the film? I, well, no, not necessarily. But I do think then to tack on the really nice ending at the end. 
hate whatever is probably what audiences want. But. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they were. They were doing the, you know, the the classic different endings that films kind yeah. of go to. Go on. No, no, you were going to say something. No, 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 it wasn't related to Let it not be endings. said that I interrupt you. It wasn't related to endings. So you no, on. mine's not related to endings. Oh. Go on. I want the Murphmobile. It's another car from another film I want. Oh, uh, that that was auctioned for quite a lot of money, so I'm afraid you're not going to be able to get that. Yeah, but I could get a car that looks like that, painted blue and stick some flames on the side. Oh, absolutely, you could, yeah. There Do you, you want to know what, what sort of car it was? Yeah, please. It was an AMC Pacer. Nice. Anyone out there with an AMC Pacer they want to give away? I think from the 70s. Anyone out there with an AMC <laughs> Pacer that they want to give away... Uh, just give us a ring. You can probably find our number on the internet and um, we will obviously take it off your hands. I'd prefer it if it was working. I'd prefer it if it was blue and I would prefer it if you did it up to look exactly <laughs> like the Wayne's World car before we got it. <laughs> Talking to things I loved in the film. Yeah. Stacy. Love Stacy. Stacy. Complete lunatic. I don't know why. Completely fancy that girl. Well, she's very attractive. Well, that's Lara Flynn Boyle from Twin Peaks fame. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I I didn't... I was a bit... Oh, of course you were. Well, I just thought it was a bit much, wasn't it? I kind of just felt like... My God. It was... It was You're on the attack no, no, today. No, 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 I'm not. I just... What was a bit much about it? I don't it? know. I just felt like it wasn't a very nice way to portray... Portray what? A lady that was, you know... Oh, my God. Still it's got nothing to do with the gender... <laughs> No, no, no. It could have been a, a guy that was infatuated okay, with but, him. Yeah. But just this idea that she was kind of infatuated with him and all these terrible things were happening and they were just being really unkind to her. I don't know. It just but didn't sit well with really me. They were really unkind to her. She wouldn't, like, she came over. Best joke ever in a film ever. Gun rack. Mm. Adore it. So I don't when even she's here. a gun, let alone enough guns to necessitate yeah, an good, entire rack. That was a good gag, I will give you that. And she's wearing a bloody necklace that's got Wayne <laughs> written on it. I just felt, she, you know, she needed some help. Well, she didn't need mockery, Brian, she needed help. Oh my God, I can't turn every... I'm, I'm sick of being nice to everyone. <laughs> no! That's it. Her character meant that she needed to be that way. She was a lunatic, it was brilliant. Mm. Not sure. That, oh that was one of the God. question marks. I had two question marks. She was one of them. And the... What was the other Well, one? just the constant schwing, schwing, tempole. Schwing. I know, that came you out. Ger- you watched the German it version. Schwing. Like, it was like my teeth suddenly... Uh, see? It's because I'm Garth. My teeth suddenly became more prominent and oh I couldn't speak. They, they, they were my two sort of question marks in the film. But only two. Only two question marks. Yeah, I'm sure. I thought Rob Lowe's villain was excellent. Yeah, he was all right. All right. Oh, well, I thought it was a great, great bad guy. I, I thought in this, I thought he was very funny. I thought he played it very, very well. Yeah. And the scene at the near the beginning where he brings in um, Noah, the arcade man. Van der Kopf or Van der Hoff. Van, Van, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. From and, Noah's arcades. And basically tries to sell him on the idea of um, sponsoring Wayne's World. And he's not yeah. interested. And he ends up convincing him that it was kind of his idea and yeah. twists the whole thing around. I thought that was really, really well done. Oh, yeah, no, that's clever. Very convincing and very well done. I enjoyed I enjoyed that bit. And when we go to Rob Lowe's flat yeah. and Wayne and Garth and Cassandra walk in yeah. and um, Wayne says, well, this is definitely the sort of place I'm going to get when I move out of my parents. Yeah, I, I just thought that was excellent. Just like, yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Genius. Straight from your parents to the, to the penthouse. That's how this thing works. 
He's absolutely genius. I'm so I think the whole thing was you. Look at the friend Phil. I think everyone, when they were younger, had a friend like Phil. Which one was Phil? The Phil one was that the loved one who was, No, Phil was the one... That was Terry. Phil was the one who was basically out of it all the time. Oh, yeah. And then when they went to get their car fixed, he's working at the mechanic shop. And he's like, oh, you should have been at the gas works on Friday. And he's like, I know, I was there. Everyone had that mate that you were with that then would be like out of it all the time. I love Phil. Yeah. He was genius. They're but, such good characterizations. Yeah, no, no, no. They were, they were. It was, it, it, it was, and it felt very believable. It felt like these were kind of a real group of people kind of hanging out together. And yeah, I think so. And I'm, I just think that there were so many different things in it that everybody does mm. that were so clever in terms of the comedy like when Wayne's reading the contract I have done that so many oh, times because yeah. you don't want to look like an idiot who just signs a contract you go let me have a look at that oh I like what you've done here no you used a very specific word which I liked what was let that? Me, do you mind if I peruse oh, this yeah. for a little bit but when he was like oh I like what you've done here <laughs> it's like, we all do that we've got a clue what we're reading Sign our lives away. No, but this is it. The gags the gags are really spot on. And when they hit the mark, they really do hit the mark. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's there's quite a lot of chat about there being some tension on set. And between... So Pene- Penelope Spheris directed the film. Okay. Um, and there's, there's quite a lot of internet chat about how her and Mike Myers did not get on. And there was lots of on-set arguments. Okay. And there's one particular thing about him turning up and then not being margarine for his bagel. All right. And he threw a hissy fit and tipped the table over and went off. Who knows um, yeah, about yeah. the truth of all of these. But I did find an interview um, with Penelope uh, reflecting back on the film. So this was like kind of a more recent interview. Yeah. Um, and she said, no, she said, we didn't actually argue on set. Yeah. Um, she said, the only time I remember arguing with him was after the test screening, which went really well. Right. Uh, he wanted certain changes made to the film. Okay. And I disagreed with him and had to basically say to him, no this is the cut we're going with. Yeah. And she said, but yeah, I think she did back up the, he got the hunt when there was no margarine. <laughs> I think she did back that story up, but, but she said, you know, apart from that, it was the general, you know, the general yeah. things that happen on set. But, you know, like those sort of conversations, like he threw a hissy fit when there was no margarine. Mm. For all we know, like, he might have nothing else that he wants. Yeah, he just You know, like, he's a simple guy, but in the morning, when he gets on set, he likes to have a bagel and get on with his day. <laughs> yeah. And just everybody else is walking around eating all this amazing stuff and probably having all these riders and everything, and he's been doing 12-hour days and he's knackered. It's that sort of thing that tips you over the edge, isn't it? It's not the big shit, it's the little shit. It's like when you turn up to a party and uh, all the meat eaters have eaten the vegetarian offerings. Don't do it. <laughs> Just, and you lose your tiny mind. Oh, my God. Ooh, well, they just want to try it. They just want to see something a bit different. But you, they <laughs> do it every time. Right, meat eaters. Yeah, you've heard. When they put out veggie dishes at a barbecue, you don't go, oh, that's different. Woof it all down and then start on the meat stuff because the poor veggies are left wandering around like useless idiots with nothing to eat. Thank you for listening. That was a public service announcement on behalf of all vegetarians, <laughs> vegans and pescatarians. That was good, wasn't it? And we're back. We are um, back. I want to talk about Garth's dream woman. Oh, yeah. Do you think she was ever in the same room as them? <laughs> yeah, didn't they? never, ever felt No, they like... kiss at the end. Oh, yeah. Okay, they do for that kiss at scene. The end. Um, so she's married to a very famous man. Dana Carvey. 
No. Ah, that would have been nice. Nobody that was in this film. Um, according to Wikipedia... Steven Seagal. According to Wikipedia, they separated earlier this year. Ah, I know who it was. Go on. Nicholas Lindhurst. Oh, my God. How did you know that? I knew that. Come on, Brian. All right. I Give me a know. sensible answer. Bob Monkhouse. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, did not oh, expect that, did you? No, I did Yeah, not. apparently they were married for like 36 years or something. Wow, okay. Well, I think they still are married, but I believe they may be separated. Condolences to them. Okay. I don't know if it was an unconscious coupling or not. Ah, I see. <laughs> it may have been. Ah. Um, another thing I need to talk to you about. Yeah, go on. At the beginning of this film, yeah. Rob Lowe and his... Well, he seems to have a girlfriend at the start of the movie and then she oh, yeah, swiftly yeah. gets He's discarded. Kind of um, slime ball. Yeah. Um, they are watching the television and they see Wayne's World. But yeah. before that, there's an infomercial. Oh, for, for the clapper. For the clapper. Clap on, clap off. The clapper. Exactly. Yeah. The device that you just... Always wanted Clap one. on lights, they clap existed. off lights. Well, this is my thing. So did the cheer pet. Well, this is my thing. I did not know this. Yeah. So we get an advertisement for the clapper and then for the cheer pet... Which essentially, which essentially is a little terracotta animal that you put chia seeds on and it grows like, you know. Yeah, like fur. Like fur. Yeah, yeah. so it looks like fur. You can still buy this. You can still buy these. You can't buy the clapper anymore. You can sure. still... Right, don't shout at me. You, I apologise. Right. I apologise if that's hurt, hurt anyone's ear. My mind has been blown. Why? B-L-O-W-N. Because you can, you can purchase a chia pet... And you can purchase the clapper. I think we should purchase. <laughs> you can get the clap. Um, Cheer.com. Yeah. Go online, check it out. Yeah. I mean, the mere fact that this that these were real things and still exist. I mean, honestly. Um, they seem to very savvily have got themselves linked up with Star Wars franchise. Because you can How? have you can have a Yoda, a Chewbacca, Grow an Ewok Yoda. Chia pet. Okay. Yeah. Ewok, I guess. Yeah. Yoda, I think, was just the head. Okay. Um, and Chewbacca was just the head. You can get a Hoff, David Hasselhoff, nice. cheer pet. You can get Golden Girls cheer pets. This is genius. You can have all four. Why don't they, we have them? I, uh, do you know what? I literally was nearly getting my credit card out. Um, and the clapper as well, you can you can buy. I want one of those. And I like that. They've got um, a nightlight for kids, the Mandalorian. So that oh, little right. Mandalorian and you plug it in and clap on, clap off. Wow. These people are geniuses. I mean, yeah, they really are. That's why they've been going since the 90s, my dear. Earlier. Earlier. The 80s. Oh, okay. Since the 80s, my dear. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to get yourself a cheer pet or a clapper, go to cheer.com. No, I mean, and that leads... <laughs> I have not been paid for this uh, and that <laughs> recommendation. Leads, that leads beautifully into the best product placement ever in a film. Go on. Well, when he <laughs> comes in <laughs> talking about how that Mr. Vandoff is going to be their first interview and he's like... So sad when people sell out. He lifts the, I think it was Pizza Hut box. Pizza Hut box. Yeah. And he's like, isn't that right, Garth? And he sounded dressed in Reebok from head to foot. And yeah, man, it's so sad when people just think. It, yeah, no, that, genius. that is brilliant. I think that the Bohemian Rhapsody scene and that scene, I think are the two sort of most memorable moments. Oh, yeah. With exception maybe of Garth's um, foxy lady dance, <laughs> which was improvised apparently. Well, yeah, fair play. Um, I think 
quite a few bits were improvised. The writers on this film, yeah. which I shouted out to you when the credits came up at the beginning. Yes, I remember. Because yeah. I didn't oh realise So uh, Mike Myers obviously created the character and then the other writers, Bonnie and Terry Turner, who were responsible yeah. for Third Rock from the Sun and that 70s show alongside a raft of other of other things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just suddenly got quite excited that we've been watching Third Rock on 4OD yeah. and this was written by Third... See? All these connections. But this was such a good reflection of the 90s. This is a great... If you love the 90s, if you want to spend a little bit of time in the 90s, this is the place to be. It's like a hot tub time machine. And you laugh all the way through. Come on, you can't say you didn't laugh. The Cantonese bit where Wayne decided to learn Cantonese. Yeah, it wasn't oh. that... Yeah, no, it was funny. It wasn't my favourite gag is all I'm saying. And they, yeah, they give like really convoluted subtitles when he says very little. Wow, this is really going badly. This is a relationship badly. ending podcast. Here. No, no, no. I just think we found different bits funny. Come on, it's really funny when he's like. It's funny, it's he not learned really funny. To one tape. <laughs> he learned from one tape in while well, he was waiting for his car to be fixed. And in that time, he sat and had a full conversation about what Kierkegaard had said and what, <laughs> like, how she had certain issues with her self-worth and I, all this. Come on, in Cantonese, that is genius. I agree it was funny. I'm just saying it wasn't the funniest part of the film for me. Your humour is very naked gun. <laughs> and, that, yeah, and that was very naked gun. Come on. Isn't it? Genius. Whereas my humour's more... Garth's funny dance. Basically anything Garth did, I think. Yeah, you're just slapstick. <laughs> no, it's not slapstick. You always accuse me of slapstick. <laughs> Look at that. Now she's livid. This is, you see, proper breakup territory, I'm telling you. No, I I I'm just not I'm just not as naked gun as you. And for me that particular scene was quite naked gun. Yeah, no, it was. It was to be fair. I loved the Laverne and Shirley gag where they go to yeah, um the, the brewery. The concert Oh, yeah, on, on the, the way, way to the, the on the way Cooper to the Alice concert. Cooper concert, yeah. they stop in Milwaukee, so they do the whole opening credits to Laverne and Shirley. That's the sort of gag I love. Oh yeah, they're even carrying a handbag each. Yeah, it's genius. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. It just makes my heart sing with joy. And also the Terminator Two joke. Yeah, that was great. When um, I keep wanting to call him Mike, when Wayne gets pulled over, yeah, and the cop comes over and basically says, "Have you seen this kid?" and holds up. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> that was brilliant I loved that and he screams and and drives away I also think all gratuitous sex scenes in films should be done the same way the gratuitous sex scene in this film was done I mean fair play to Mike Myers because that was not a flattering walking around with his (laughs) arse out walking out walking around in a horrible pair of white sort of skanky white it had to be pulled into his arse cheeks and then when he kind of jumped on top of her and they were fooling around and it said gratuitous sex scene on it I just thought he just he just did not look good Really it did good. not look good. But yeah. yes, that was funny. Genius. All gratuitous sex scenes. <laughs> as should all Oscar winning scenes. Oscar clips. Yeah, yeah. should be done the same way as well. <laughs> but no, I just thought, for me, I, I just think it's that sort of film that makes me laugh. That is probably 90s comedy, but it makes me laugh the whole way through. And it's just that whole... Like, just... Oh, I don't know. There's just something about it. It seems more positive. It's more... Opportunity, you know, like now everything's so bloody. Oh, everybody's just living under this. They don't want to say anything wrong. They don't want to do anything wrong, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying you should be an idiot, but like, 
everything is quite depressing now. There's not really any... Everything's trying to be intelligent comedy and there's none... I think there's still space for just this ridiculous comedy. It makes people laugh. I think I need to go and seek out some ridiculous comedy for you because I believe it's out there. Well, go for it, lady. That's what this podcast is all about. But I do agree with you. I think this is... I mean, this is... Yeah, this is a very 90s film. It's drenched in it. Yeah. And it is just an enjoyable comedy adventure yeah you know like i said at the beginning good good guy bad guy type type story kind of yeah. loosely loosely threaded through the comedy gags yeah, yeah kind yeah. of you know almost not not to that extent but almost in that kind of airplane way yeah where yeah, it's yeah. just like gag after gag after gag after gag um and yeah perhaps perhaps sometimes it feels like we've lost a little bit of that joy a little bit of that i just think at the moment it's been a hard time brian I know, we, we've, right? all, we've all struggled so i think we're all we're all feeling a little bit worn down that's why this sort of thing is absolutely perfect for it because it's just like yeah it's all just a bit of nonsense we could all be a bit more wayne and garth in life couldn't we i've already established i am garth so well yeah 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 and true i'm a little bit wayne like <laughs> when he had the backstage pass and he's walking around just holding it up to just showing it. Face. i thought yeah i would so do that yeah Hundred percent, I would do that. And then there was another bit, um, yeah, him looking at the contract, as I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 th- I think you are definitely the Wayne to my Garth. Oh, that's nice. I know. I like that. And and there were things I used to say as a kid. The I was not aware of that. <laughs> I used to do that all the time. I used to love that. I was not aware of that. Yeah, I could really? see you as a, I could see you as a teenager, yeah, kind then, of going around go, quoting this. Go film. on then. Go on. <laughs> I am good. Oh yeah, I'm when gone. they have an argument, and yeah. he says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go." He's, I'm gone. Do you want to know the tagline for this film? Yeah, go on. It's very uh, apt. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll hurl. Yes, yes. Or maybe they should have used your. What was the you'll honk? Honk. You're gonna honk. I'm, 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 still, I'm still not convinced. I've ever heard anyone use that in real life. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. No, I just think in general, you know, it was just that kind of that thing that just it just makes me grin and that sort of thing i love by the way did you see with wayne's house oh where they did the thing? are you are you gonna make the tenuous connection that i'm gonna make well, i think that's a lion's estate house it from looked, back to the future i completely agree with you i wrote down wayne's house marty mcfly's question mark done there you go i, I mean it's all shot on backlots or most of it apparently yeah it was shot in la i Any didn't two days and i read it was shot in chicago um, I don't know. I know it was a 34-day shoot in yeah, total. Apparently I don't know. two were shot in Chicago. Oh, right. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was a Marty McFly's house or a yeah. Lion Estate house, but it looked... Didn't it? That, that is... I think we're doing... We need to continue this tenuous connections to Back to the Future throughout each episode I think we of this should. podcast. And that is definitely the one for this film. Because immediately I thought, my God, that looks like Marty's house. Yeah. Yeah. And if Wayne's World was on now, would you watch it? What do you mean? Like, if I turned on the telly and it was on, would I? Not the movie. If he was doing his TV show, if it existed. Yeah, I think I would. Would you? Me too, I would. Oh, okay. That's that's saved me from being dumped then. That was the correct answer. 100%. Have you not seen the suck cut? I would be on that. I have to watch that every week. Even though the show did seem about three minutes long. Well, it was, yeah. yeah. They introduced their guests. They yeah. spoke to them. Thanks for watching. It's and been great. And one episode just seemed to be Claudia Schiffer, Schwing, Baby Majora. That was it. Done. <laughs> good show. Good show. She'd be Babraham Lincoln. That yeah, was a good gag. That was. 
And I thought um, what was really good was the way they did the American thing with everything. So even if they were like, you know, all you got to do is go five, four, three, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like clapping hands, like high-fiving each other. And oh, okay. I didn't Wayne know. and his mates. Yeah. Like any time anyone said anything. Oh, okay. They like, were very okay, exuberant. Okay, guys, walk over here. They were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were doing all the high-fives <laughs> and cheering. I well, just loved it. yeah, as Brits, we, you know. We struggle with that. Less is, less is more. Yeah, That's exactly. all I'm saying. There's no need for outpourings <laughs> of emotion. <laughs> Come on. A handshake is as good as a yeah, hug. They'll never really let anyone work out whether you like them or not. Oh. It's not the British way. That's, that's one more thing I wanted to, to ask you about. Go on. So um, we said Ed O'Neill was in the film. He was the in the cafe, in the oh, do- yeah, yeah, donut yeah, yeah, shop, yeah. The, donut, yeah. the donut manager. What was his backstory? I know. Because every time amazing. we went to him, he was talking about murdering someone or yeah. <laughs> basically killing people. I know. I need more of that cat. I need to know what's going on with that poor man. And if you think about it, there's a that's actually something that you've raised. Yes, we need to know what's going on with the character. <laughs> yeah. But like when he jumps up and he goes, No, what are you doing? We're we're the only people that can talk to the camera. Oh Wayne yeah, Wayne that. says that because he starts to. I yeah. thought, wow, it's like a mockumentary, really, when you think about it. Yeah. It's yeah. kinda like a mockumentary. Yeah. It's like, wow, so much stuff spins off so much other stuff. I'm sure there were other things that did this way before Wayne's World yeah, but it's like you know when it become popular culture yeah. I think that was the thing for me with this film like, I never realised when I was a kid how much this got ingrained in popular culture no you can see it now but yeah, yeah at the totally. time I think it just but yeah. at the time it was just like yeah it was just a great film great laugh and you just mm. walked around quoting it all the time you never really thought about how much it was seeping in mm. and I want to go to Chicago to see that spike with all the cars on it I'm not sure that's there anymore. I want to go to <laughs> Chicago and see the spike with all the cars on Okay. It. I'll double check that for you because I briefly read something about that, but I was in, under time constraints, so my my eye drifted towards the cheer pets. <laughs> I want to go okay, Brian. to Chicago to see the spike with all the cars on it. Okay. Let it not be said that I keep you from your dreams. Don't make me do a Mike Myers bagel situation in here. <laughs> right? There's no margarine in this house. Actually, there's quite a lot. So, that was Wayne's World, basically, in a nutshell. I'm not sure how much of it we actually discussed, because it's kind of like comedy sketches, as you say, front to back. But what a great little film. Watching teenagers or slightly slow people from their early 20s. (laughs) I'm telling you, they were in their early 20s. Pursuing a dream, having a go... Still no idea how um, Tia Carrera's mm-hmm. character got that loft. I'm having a party in my loft. My God, it was amazing. Yeah, and and she, her bed. I know, and she hadn't even made it yet. She hadn't been signed by anyone. She didn't have a label. Well, I think it was it was kind of a bit warehousey, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, but yeah, well, you we, still have to pay rent on a warehouse. You can't just... Well, she could have been squatting. Oh, yeah, could have yeah. been. Yeah. But, you know, it was just... Even the way that Rob Lowe... When he did her video, it was like, yeah, drape a snake of yourself yeah, and stand yeah. there. I just thought, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what they would do to kind of spoil it. So anyway, I love Wayne's World. I think it's great. But I've got a horrible feeling about asking you for your score. So I figured this week I'd do it for you. <laughs> that's not we'll how this works. It. That's not how this works. So Sinead. Yeah. I don't want to ask. Come on now. Can I get your score? For the world of Wayne. You can indeed, Brian. Thank you Le for asking. Le monde du Wayne. 
I wonder what it was called in France. I don't know. I should have looked up alternate time. Well. Maybe not. Wayne's World, I suppose it would have been, yeah. Well, what world is not what, what? a thing. La Monde. La Monde. Yeah. Wayne's Le Monde. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doesn't sound quite anyway, right, does it? Can I get you a score for Wayne's World? I enjoyed it. I loved reversing back to the 90s with you. Thank you. Uh, some of the gags were absolutely excellent. Spot on. Um, I loved Garth. So did I. I'm giving Wayne's World three VHS tapes. Uh, okay, I'm going to let you off because that is actually after you started your ridiculous rant about 0.5 higher than I expected you to give it. Well, maybe I was just easing you in with my few, and it, let's face it, it was few, few negativities. <laughs> I'm giving it three out of five VHS tapes. That's not bad. This is the highest grossing um, film of based on a Saturday Night Live sketch after the Blues Brothers. Yeah. So it's not then? No, no, no. That's, um, I think the Blues Brothers is, is after this one. Oh, now I've confused myself. Yeah, I was going to say. That's why you shouldn't uh, partially write notes, people. You should write full sentences. It'll be embarrassing for you. So let's get on to my score. Just to recap, Sinead gave it a three. Three. Brian Franklin, the joy that is me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this great little film four VHS tapes. Fair enough. Fair enough. It didn't deserve 4.5. It's not a blood sport. It doesn't make me tingle the way that does. But it's good. It's really bloody good. And watching it and laughing all the way through, thinking of all the times I've been an idiot and thought that saying something from that stupid film was cool (laughs) and looked like a probably complete dick. I just was great. I loved the whole thing. Well, that's excellent. That's seven VHS tapes for Wayne's World. Seven VHS tapes. Nearly... As high as the amount of reasons I have to dump you. Oh, now. please. Go on, then. So, reasons to dump you. Well, viewers, you've probably noticed lately, we've been on a little bit of a loving. We've had a little bit of... Um... We've been lacking reasons. Yeah, and that's been a little bit upsetting. I thought... I didn't think you'd get any from this. Really? Well, I, I don't think... I, I just... No. Num- I was trying to be honest about things that didn't float my boat. Number one. And I quote... It's just all individual scenes. Mm. Not having it. Well, you've taken it out of context. There was a good narrative running through it. Whether they addressed it properly or not is different. But it had a narrative. It was a story. It wasn't all individual scenes. You cared about the characters. I don't wish to have it debated. (laughs) I think what you'll find, I said, is its strongest element is individual scenes. I think that's what you'll find, I said. But you can misquote me. That's fine. Thank you. Number two. You don't understand popular culture in any way, shape or form. And that's just disturbing on every level. I'll have you know, I can chat about Little House on the Prairie with anyone. Popular culture. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The creme de la creme. Creme de la creme. Number three. That's right. There's a third. You try and ruin everything I love. Oh, for goodness sake. No, you make an active play for it. And that's fine. It's the aggressive nature that I've grown to admire i suppose um if i like something you will do your very best to belittle it make it feel filthy wrong dirty maybe not intelligent in the modern world things like that so i back off and i don't love them anymore so you don't want me to buy you the clapper then (laughs) oh that's right i will bribe my way out of this mess if i need to well that nervous laugh meant i really do want you to (laughs) i really do (laughs) 
And I won the Golden Girls one for some reason, the Cheer Pets. The Cheer Pets, Golden Girls. I'll show them to you afterwards. Okay, cool. And then fourth and finally, which kind of led on from what I was just saying, you're very aggressive. I don't think I'm aggressive. Very, there you go. I don't think I'm aggressive. Shut your face. No, but sometimes with you, oh, you, you, you have to stand your ground. You have to be willing to stand your ground. That's the whole point. Exactly. So it's not aggression. It's just me standing my ground. If you think being a confident woman means I'm aggressive, hey, right, there that, it goes. that's entirely your problem. There it is. <laughs> the thing you know I can't fight back against on the air. Exactly. Well done. Shirley. I will use whatever is in my arsenal to get I my point. I have to give you that. You're an intelligent lady. No, I, I did. I did enjoy it. Thank you for choosing this no film. Problem. It was. It was fun. I mean, you know, so did I. I think it was great, but you know, there you go. So you need to go. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to go and buy you a clapper and the Golden Girls cheer pets. Sinead, this is your chance. You need to go. Come on. Fine. I'm going to go. Good. Good. I'll go. Good. I'm, go then. I'm going. Good. Go. I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. I don't care. Fine. Good. Fine. Good. Go then. Right. I'm gone. Good. Yeah.